Chapter Five of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Homesteader by Oscar Michaud, Epoch the Fourth tell me why you didn't answer the last letter i wrote you now i wish you would tell me all about yourself that is all you care to tell said irene gray to the man who sat beside her on the veranda of their beautiful home some time after luncheon had been served i have always been particularly interested in you and your life alone off there in the northwest whereupon she made herself comfortable and prepared to listen oh he said hesitatingly thinking of the series of dry years and their attendant disaster and hoping that he could find some way of avoiding a conversation in which that was involved i really don't consider there is much to relate my life has been rather well in a measure uneventful oh but it hasn't i know she protested all alone you were for so many years and you have been so i have been told an untiring worker she was anxious he could see but withal sincere and in the course of the afternoon she told him how her father had come to kansas a poor man bought the land now a part of what they owned on payments found that raising potatoes was profitable especially when they were ready for the early market and later after his marriage to her mother and with her mother's assistance had succeeded from where they sat their property stretched before them in the valley of the Ka and compromised several hundred acres of the richest soil in the state indeed his success was widely known and jean baptiste had been rather curious to know the family intimately after some time he walked with her through three hundred acres of potatoes that lay in the valley before the house and he had for the first time in his life the opportunity to study potato raising on a large scale from your conversation it seems that you raise potatoes on the same ground every year i am curious to know how this is done for even on the blackest soil in the country i live this is regarded as quite impossible with any success well it is generally so but we have found that to plough the land after the potatoes have been dug and then seed the same in turnips is practical when the turnips with their wealth of green leaves are at their best then we plough them under and the freezing does the rest a wonderful mulch it is very simple when one looks into it they were walking through the fields and without her knowing it he studied her the kind of girl and the kind of family his race needed he could see 
in his observation of the clan to which he had been born practicability was the greatest need indeed he was sometimes surprised that his race could be so impracticable further west in this state his uncles who like all negroes previous to the emancipation had been born slaves had gone west in the latter seventies and early eighties and settled on land with time this land had mounted to great values and the holders had been made well to do thereby a case of evolution on all sides over the central west this had been so at the price land now bought it would have been impossible for any to own land there happened then as had recently a series of dry years seemingly about every twenty years to pull through such a siege the old settlers usually did much better than the new to begin with they were financially better able but on the other hand they did not as a rule take the chances new settlers were inclined to take because two or three years were seasonable and crops were good they did not become overly enthusiastic and plunge deeply into debt as he had done he could see his error now and the chances new settlers were inclined to take because moreover he had been so much alone his wedded life had been so brief and even during it he was confused so much with disadvantages that he had never attempted to subsidize his farming with stock raising perhaps this had been his most serious mistake to have a hundred head of cattle during such a period as had just passed would have been to have gone through it without disaster he felt rather guilty as he strolled beside this girl whose father had succeeded but one thing he would not do and that was make excuses he had ever been opposed to excusing away his failures if he had failed he had failed no excuses should be resorted to but as they strolled through the fields of potatoes he could not help observe the contrast between the woman he had married and the one now beside him that he might have had for wife here was one and he did not know her so well as to conclude what kind of girl in all things she was but it was a self-evident fact that she was practical whereas he had only to recall that not only had his wife been impractical but that her father before her had been so he recalled that awful night before he had taken her away at Colum, when that worthy when he chanced to use the word practical had exclaimed i'm so tired of hearing that word i do not know what to do and it was seconded by his cohort in evil ethel his race was filled with such as n j mccarthy he knew but not only were they hypocrites and in a measure enemies to success 
but enemies to society as well how many were there in his race who purported to be sacrificing their very soul for the cause of ethiopia but when so little as medical aid was required in their families called in a white physician to administer the same this had been the case of his august father-in-law all his evil life would you like to walk down by the river she said now and looked up into his face she had been silent while he was so deeply engrossed in thought and upon hearing her voice he started abruptly what why what's the matter she inquired anxiously nothing he said quickly coloring guiltily i was just thinking of what she asked artfully of you he said evasively no you weren't she said easily on the contrary i venture to suggest that you are thinking of yourself your life and what it has been you are psychological but i have guessed correctly haven't i i'm compelled to agree that you have they had reached the river now and took a seat where they could look out over its swiftly moving waters frankly i wish you would tell me of your life she said seriously my brother who as you know is now dead told me so much of you indeed he was so very much impressed with you and your ways he used to tell me of what an extraordinary character you were and i was so anxious to meet you he was silent but she was an unconventionally bold person she was curious and the more he was silent on such topics the more anxious she became to know the secret that he held i appreciate your silence she said and gave him the spell of her wonderful eyes stretched there under a walnut she was the picture of enchantment almost he wanted to forget the years and what had passed with them since she wrote him that letter that he had received too late i want to ask you one question have wanted to ask it for years she pursued i want to ask it because somehow i am not able to regard you as a flirt she paused then and regarded him with her quick eyes expectantly but he made no answer so she went on from what i have heard i think i may be free to discuss this and she paused again with her eyes asking that she may he nodded well of course she resumed as if glad that she might tell what was in her mind it is not should not be the woman to ask it either but won't you tell me why you didn't answer the last letter i wrote you tell me why you didn't come on the visit you suggested he caught his breath sharply whereat she looked up and into his eyes his lips had parted but merely to exclaim but upon quick thought he had hesitated yes i heard you well i hardly know how to answer you 
please don't insist on a reply i don't want to but i'd rather not tell well i don't know as i ought to have asked you it was perhaps unladylike in me to do so but honestly i would like to know the truth he permitted his eyes to rest on the other bank and as a pastime he picked up small petals and cast them into the river and watched the ripples they made subside he thought long and deeply he had almost forgotten the circumstances that led up to the unfortunate climax she by his side he estimated was merely curious should he confess would it be worth while of course it would not but at this moment he felt her hand on his arm we'll go now they arose then and went between the rows of potatoes back to the house when they arrived there was some excitement and she was greeted anxiously papa has returned said one of the boys coming to meet them oh he has whereupon she caught his hand and led him hurriedly into the presence of the man who was widely known as junius and gray the negro potato king end of chapter five epoch the fourth tell me why you didn't answer the last letter i wrote you recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc